It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thanks for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Chaleos. Today I am joined from Davis Behavioral Health by Nicole Cunha, who's the Adult Mental Health Director, and Christy Brown, who's the Recovery Support Program Supervisor. And today we are talking about the Davis Health Receiving Center and Recovery Supports. And Nicole, I want you to go back and talk a little bit more about the Receiving Center and what a unique program this is and what you've learned in the past six months since starting this unique program. Yeah, this is, it's really been enlightening. Um, so the Receiving Center was uh, originally a partnership between Davis Behavioral Health and several of the law enforcement agents. And this had been a vision uh, from our um, from our CEO, Brandon Hatch, and some of our board members to include the Bountiful Police Chief, um, Chief Ross. And really this vision was um, this was born out of what law enforcement has known for years, that they are the de facto substance use and mental health community response. And they're ill-equipped and ill-trained to really be able to to handle that, but also um, that no matter what training is available, that they continue to, to, to divert mental health and substance use crises into um, sometimes inappropriate placements to include jail. So they really, they weren't doing this, I, I think, as a, as like a punitive type thing. But oftentimes what we find is that uh, there's sometimes nowhere else to bring people, right? Um, and that people engage in uh, substance use or mental health and some really unhealthy and maladaptive coping skills. Um, they can present with some severe behaviors um, and they really need treatment, not incarceration. Um, so really progressive ideas that this program was born out of um, and really kind of cool that it's just started in Davis County. Um, so what we've learned is that um, substance use and mental health are, are really pervasive and that they are not limited to just Medicaid or unfunded clients that oftentimes many of our substance use and mental health uh, type clients who are in crises, they struggle with so many complex um, issues to include homelessness, lack of employment, um, all kinds of strained and and disrupted family relationships, um, and that the receiving center targets things in a very systemic way and really starts at the beginning with connection and support to be able to get people the help that they need. We fostered some incredible partnerships along the way and we've been able to introduce things like medication assisted treatment to people with opiate and alcohol use disorders. Um, We've also been able to uh, partnership with Utah Naloxone to be able to give Naloxone to every person that comes into the receiving center um, 
because we don't really know who's at risk for an overdose until unfortunately they've already overdosed. Um, but really just kind of an incredible type program to get people evaluation, engagement, referrals and rapid access to, to services when they need them. Um, so it's a little bit about the program. I'm happy to talk specifics about kind of the volume of referrals, where they're coming from, um, and also kind of some of our initial outcomes as well. And we will do that as we continue. But Christy, I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective how this, um, I guess I would call it less punitive approach and a more treatment-based approach or philosophy, how that is working better. Uh, it works better because it helps prevent some people with the misdemeanor drug charges that are dealing with addiction instead of putting them into the justice system where they are put with pay for stay fees, lawyer fees, all of those things and trying to get employment, lost employment because they went to jail and to get them in the early stage of addiction, to be able to get them into treatment, get them connected to recovery, people in recovery, um, the outcomes have been a lot better than just get putting them in jail, which we know the outcomes. It's a revolving door. It's going to continue. You know, if we can get them that treatment, before they get so far in addiction that it's harder to pull out of, um, the benefits of outweigh the cost. You know what I mean? It, it's actually more cost effective to get them into treatment than to incarcerate them and to get them back into society, a taxpayer job, employment. And then if you can save that one person with addiction or mental health, um, that saves the family, that saves the mother, the kids. I mean, that just goes along with the whole community aspect of it. Plus, it's not to mention how long it takes for a case like that to get through the court system and for them to be mandated some sort of treatment. By then, it's gone to a different level. I think that it's really important to just kind of remember some statistics, too, as well. Like 50 percent more likely to be um, incarcerated or arrested with a mental illness. You know, some some of the numbers for a long term incarceration is like forty seven thousand dollars per person. So it's really expensive to incarcerate somebody. Um, offering them treatment is relatively cheap in comparison. Uh, you know, it, it takes a ton of time from law enforcement to um, have them on our streets taking care of our mental health and substance use crises. Um, some estimates between uh, some on the short end was th- three hours, right? For an average domestic or mental health or substance use. Whereas uh, if you're taking somebody to jail, the booking process uh, is incredibly time consuming. Whereas if a law enforcement has an interaction with a client who's having a mental health or a substance use crisis, and they bring them to the receiving center, their average drop off time is six minutes. So it gets them back into the community faster, ready to respond to calls. It reduces the strain on them because now they have the opportunity to take somebody to, to a level of care that might be helpful or indicated. It's helping that shift that perspective of police too. when police are saying, hey, I can take you somewhere. Let's get you help instead of, you know, what I mean, that punishment side, let's take away your rights. They're actually saying, hey, there's this program. Let me take you there. Let me help you. So it's helping kind of shift that whole perspective on law enforcement, too, which I think is needed because the co- law enforcement's there to help us, not to punish us. And the way that, that they're stigmatized right now um, they definitely, to be able to help shift that, I think is amazing. So Right. And I want to talk more about stigma as the program continues. We need to take a break right now. The number to call if you would like some additional resources about what we've been talking about, this receiving center and recovery support services, the number 801-773-7060 for more resources and for the receiving center itself, 801-513-2800. And we'll be right back on Healthy Mind Matters. 